You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Two footy legends covering all things sport for Kia's open season. On now with match-winning deals and Red Energy. For 100% Australian electricity and gas. On tonight's show, you've done really well here, Scotty Sattler. You have had a blinder. Shana Jack. You've lined up Shana Jack for us, who, of course, is uh, she's going to talk to us about her band from swimming, her bid to clear her name. She's going to be on Australian Story tonight. Apparently a very compelling mm. uh, interview it is or, or, or segment. Yeah, it, it's a story that I've followed with interest for uh, since 2019 when her, her uh, test came back positive that she had a banned substance in her uh, in her system, Legandrol, and she's fought vehemently for, mm. for a long time now to say that she's never en- entered into any program, she's never um, administered or ingested anything that is... Knowingly. Knowingly yeah, that, is yeah. a, that is a substance that is illegal. Supplements, she's always checked everything, and all swimmers are. It's probably the most regimented uh, sport when it comes to uh, drug testing, and Shana Jack has, um, has been on a plight now for... Uh, 18 months to try and clear her name. And, and of course, we've got the Olympics this year, which which even if, if it falls in her favour, she won't be eligible for the Olympics in oh, 2021. Really? No, well, oh. because we, she doesn't know when a tribunal, tribunal hearing will be around hearing her case. She was given four years under the WADA laws. Yes. And that was downgraded to two years. WADA has appealed by, that. By the Court of Arbitration. Yes. Sport, yeah. yeah, to give her the, the further four years again. So... The fight is still on for Shana Jack, and we're very lucky to have her on the show because uh, not many broad, or broadcasts or media outlets have been able to get Shana Jack and her story well before done. that show tonight. Well done, Scotty Sattler. Uh, now, and uh, coincidentally or not, it is International Women's Day, so we are going to celebrate the great female athletes of all time because we are a sports show. Uh, who's your favourite? Who, who would you think if I said Scotty Sattler's top of your head? Favourite female sports star? Favourite or? Well, best. best. Greatest. Memorable. Mate, which, which one do you? Betty Cuthbert. Betty Cuthbert. Mm. Outstanding. Oh, I always think of Dawn Fraser. Uh, more, um, more modern. Kari Webb. There's so many. Shane Gould. We've had, there's just, there's so many. Uh, and I'm sure you can toss some up to us. Give us a call. one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three. Uh If you don't like the sound of your own voice, send us a text. zero four double seven. Seven three six seven three six. We'll have our Kia top seven from the weekend. Uh, got some good ones in there for you, uh, but uh, we better get stuck into the show. Sports day. Sports update. 
Now, Sats, we, uh, you've been humming along to Tina Turner all afternoon. Uh, what a season opener we have on Thursday night. We have the Melbourne Storm, of course, hosting the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And what is so exciting, I think, for... Uh, for the the Melbourne Storm is that they get to play in front of fans, which they haven't mm. done for 18 weeks since 2019. I think it was the finals in 2019. Well, they, they had some small crowds at the sunny coast, but not their home fans. Yeah, exactly. So they get to host one of the competition favourites, the Bunnies, mm. who are just brimming with confidence leading into this season. But what a way to open the season badge when you have a matchup like young Pappy, Ryan Pappenhausen, up yeah. against the returning Latrell Mitchell. Yeah. And Amazing. Latrell Mitchell has looked outstanding in the couple of games we've seen him so far. Just his subtle touches. Now, Badge, I'm going to throw you on the spot here. You're a you're a recruitment manager for a for a club, general manager of footy, mm. and you can only have one of those players in your side to play fullback. Right now, today, who do you pick? Oh, Latrell. I think I'd take Latrell. I think he's just um, just that bit more power and size to his game. Oh, yeah. It's a tough one, though. Badge, it's a, we, very, it's a, t- can it's I, a tough call. Like maybe I'd pick Cameron Munster. He can play fullback. What about Munster, who was the? Uh, it was you know he was outstanding mm. in the State of Origin series and in the grand final up against um, uh, Walker, who yeah. him, Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker, they and Mitchell. A bit How good like was you know, their combination in those in those couple of games they played in the All Stars game? And yeah. this is a bit of an advantage for the Rabbitohs, I see here in that they've got a bunch of players who played in the All-Stars game it's a good and point, then backed yeah. up and looked very slick uh, against the Dragons. Yep. Maybe that's going to have them uh, in a bit better shape, yeah, whereas all Melbourne Storm players have only played one game. It's a really good point, and combinations are so important. And, and because Latrell missed a, a large portion of 20, 2020 with that hamstring injury, it didn't allow – and Cody and Latrell to have that combination. Mm. So you are right. It's a good point. Now, Badge, we've seen uh, you leave the game. Then we saw you know, Mullins come into the game. And we've seen all these great fullbacks that have followed you. And Gary Jack's 61st birthday today. Is I can't really? believe he's such an old bugger, isn't he, Gary Jack? My International Women's partner. Day. And you're bringing up Gary oh, Jack's yeah, 61st well, birthday. That's I, was un- I was only thinking about, and it, we haven't spoken at all about the, what you've just mentioned, but you know, the, the the great fullbacks from then, and you, you said Brett Mullins and Timmy Brasher, mm. how good he was for a long period of time. And, yeah, it's just been... And uh, then Slater comes in and and does things that fullbacks weren't normally doing. Maybe lock you before that yeah, too. Yeah, you're right. And then Tedesco comes in. All of a sudden, it's just all about just blinding speed and power. Footwork and, yeah. Now, Latrell Mitchell badge, I'll ask you this as one of the great fullbacks. Latrell Mitchell's six foot three. He could be, on any given day, he could be 100 kilos. If he is successful, and his memory is only 22 years of age, if he gets through the next four or five years and he is dominating the fullback position, will he change the way clubs look at fullbacks? Well, he could. He could. And, you know, I'd see so many similarities, and not just because of his, his size and his, and his shape, but the way he plays to Greg Inglis. But Greg... Gee, I didn't get to play as much fullback as mm. he would have if he wasn't. He was so versatile. And, of course, they had Billy Slater there when he started off at the Melbourne Storm. He, he could and he probably will change the way. And this young Joseph Suwali, I think, is going to be, who's at the Roosters, is potentially a very good fullback down the track as well. And so it just gets back to, you know, the talent of players and you adapt to their body shape and size. And, you know, Ryan Pappenhausen is completely the opposite, isn't he? Mm. Um, but he's... 
made a real fist of that position at, at Melbourne. See, I look at it as a player who used to love kick chase, and I'd go down, if, if someone like a Gary Belcher or Billy Slater or Tedesco was coming back, yes, are really hard to contain, but if you had other players around you, you could work collectively to, to try and shut them down on kick return. Mm. But with someone like Luttrell, who's 6'3 and 104 kilos... That's and he, the problem. You've got you to gotta gang up on He him. just picks the ball up and he says, well, I can't beat anyone with speed here, but I'm just going to go straight at you. He yeah. can do a lot of damage. Yeah, he can. Yeah. He can. He's, he's a big unit. Um, mm. So, yeah, I'm really interested and really, really keen to see Can't that Can't wait that for clash. Thursday night. It'll be great. And I'm mm. looking forward, to, of course, to my team. The Raiders are playing the Tigers on Sunday. Your side, Sats? The, Panthers playing Cowboys. On Saturday? Saturday, I think it is, yeah. Yeah, so mm. we're looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, we'll be calling a couple of games each across the weekend. Can't wait for... Um, for NRL Nation now, uh, Warriors. We had confirmation on the weekend that they have to stay in Australia until June, mm. sometime in June, which is is very tough, but they've been through this before. In fact, they, they somehow were better than we thought they were going to be, a long way better than we thought they were going to be. I thought it was all going to fall apart last mm. year when they sacked their coach and they had to stay in Australia all year and – but somehow they were uh, they were very very. It was good. going to be April badge until this latest lockdown in Auckland, yeah. in the North Island. Yeah. So they're now going to stay until June. Um, now they want to push, or they are pushing, for twenty home games back in Auckland next year, twenty twenty two. They their CEO Cameron George spoke this morning to Andrew Voss. Have a listen. Yeah, look, it's it's bold, it's out there, but it's something I feel like we're, you know, it's a genuine case we want to put to the clubs and the NRL. I've spoken to the NRL. I've been um, sort of working on this behind the scenes for, you know, pre-Christmas, to be honest. Um, we can't just think about the short term, we've got to think about the long term. As I touched on, mate, we've got that many fans and, and rugby league fans in New Zealand that just, the game's been taken away from them in, in, in terms of being able to attend. And, and we need to relaunch the game next year, Vossi, in New Zealand. Let's you know talk about all things being equal and back to normal. It's not just about the Warriors. If we don't play there this year, we have not played in New Zealand, and I mean the NRL game, since August 2019. So it'll be two and a half years out of a very strong rugby league marketplace because... You know, over 40, 48% of the people playing in the NRL for any club come from Kiwi, you know, come from Kiwi land or the Pacific Islands. And look, it's a, it's a really big place, uh, that feeds a lot of good talent into the, into the NRL competition. So my plan, uh, as I've started to propose at the different clubs is that we try and purchase our away games from them and take them back to New Zealand and play them in regional centres around New Zealand. So we play our 10 games at Mount Smart Stadium as scheduled and as we committed and obligated to do under our stadium agreement. However, instead of going to you know Town A to play that team, we take that game, we buy it off them and place it at Christchurch or place it at Dunedin or place it at Palmerston North. And you know we give the game back to the, to the New Zealand environment. Um, it's so important we relaunch this as a game and, and not just roll out the normal, you know, the normal format, which we do, uh, which we have over, you know, the last 25 years. So we're up for it. We're starting to discuss it. I hope other clubs and fans embrace it. And, you know, if we have 15, 20 games in New Zealand next year, sure, it's going to grow the sports interest once again. It will grow the sport and mm. they desperately need it. I love Cameron George's refreshing angle on 
on rugby league. I love the regional angle as well, taking a lot of the games that wouldn't be home games at Mount Smart, taking them to other parts of the North and South Island. I've got another angle I thought he might have come up with. I thought, what if this year they play the Panthers at Penrith Mm -hmm. and then their home game, they do a deal to say, you know what, our our Warriors home game in, say, round 16 against you, Penrith, we'll let you have that as a home game again. But next year, we, we take that, we play it twice in New Zealand. So that way they could do a direct swap. The, the Panthers, for example, will get a, a benefit from having an extra home game. Yep. The Warriors next year can have that extra one back at home. So anyway, I hope they can. My, I really my, hope they my can biggest get concern, more home games. Badge, my biggest concern is financially could put them in a hole to buy those games off other clubs. And some of the, mm. controlling some of the controllables is, is probably what you look for as well because if they're not travelling really well in 2022 and they've got all these home games that they've bought off other people – if they're not travelling too well, a lot of people won't go and watch them. Mm, so, but, like, but you know, if you go to those regional areas, they're going to watch them in Wellington and you know, Christchurch. I, and I said last year, Badge, and I, I still stand on this. Even if they were able to go home in in April this year, which won't happen, I've always said that what we deserve, what New Zealand fans deserve, I think they deserve the magic round next year. Mm. It's going to be a big cost, I think, from from an NRL point of view, to get all the teams over there. But I think it's, it's be something huge. we do. I think we give them an origin like we, do with, like we do with Melbourne, Jeez, Adelaide, bit generous, Perth. Yeah. And, I, and I, I think we need to give them the All-Stars game. Oh, come on. Well, let's give them the grand final as well. Well, but those three, from a financial point of view and from a focus, from a rugby league point of view, brings the fans and brings a lot of revenue to New Zealand rugby league as the well. The NRL? Or the NZRL. Come on, Scott. Give them, being too good to They deserve it. Hey, um, Roosters have issued a, a statement from uh, from head coach Trent Robinson about Cooper Cronk's role with the club. There's been a bit of a brouhaha around the fact that uh, Cooper Cronk was working with uh, the Melbourne Storm, Harbs, and as well as that, he's got a role with the Sydney Roosters. Uh, Storm at a teacup. <laughs> Funny one. Yeah, sorry. Um, Just- yeah, that uh, the photo that. emerged over the weekend of of Cooper Cronk. Yeah, listen, the Roosters Should know the Roosters about be it. crying about this? <laughs> Trent Robinson has come in and said he hasn't got a problem with it. And uh, you know, when you retire, even though he's got a for more reports a six figure contract with the Roosters as part of their football operation, I would think there would be some clause in there that is in favour of Cooper that he has the ability using his IP and experience from the yep. game, which is how you earn a living when you retire. For some people, that he gets the ability to. To use his uh, experience with he's, with other clubs, he's it's a wanted his brand. man. Yeah, he's a wanted man, and he's apparently very good in that area. He's a, a good communicator. Uh, no, like I don't think there'd be anyone apart from Andrew Johns that would probably be better credential to to work with you. Now, it depends whether his contract is a Roosters contract or whether he is contracted to his company or business is contracted to. Well, the they've Roosters. said it's not it's not exclusive, and they knew it was not. Yeah. They, they knew it was going on that he was working with the Melbourne Storm as well. Hey, Badger, uh, just uh, to your uh, question, some of the greatest female athletes of all time, 0477-736-736, Sly from Harrington, Lane Beachley. Oh, Seven world, t- uh, world titles, six of them in a row, adopted as a very young child. Yeah. And what she went through to now have her charity work, just work she's unsurpassed. I watched a great show uh, across the weekend. It's been um, released just recently about four of the um, the, the female Aussie world champions. Yep. And, uh, yeah, outstanding stuff. Oh, she is. She's inspirational. And um, if you ever get a chance to hear her speak as well at any uh, 
functions or engagements. Good is she, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very good, Lane. Married to Kurt Pangeli, isn't he, the NXS? Yes, yes. Used to go out with a front man. Big wave surfer from the States, but yeah. One of our listeners agrees with you. Badge. Gee, Sats, why don't we give away every game to New Zealand? Well, settle down, it says. Settle down. <laughs> that's what New Zealand want. They want to take every game over there. So let's just give them three. We'll give them a couple. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Um, okay. And uh, just uh, the NRL is considering carving up the next TV rights deal into three separate deals. So they'd have uh, the regular season NRL, the state of origin, and the finals. And it could be up two or three different broadcasters. So I want to know what you would... What do you think about that? Uh, 1-300-42-15-33, if you'd like to give us a call, or that text number uh, 0477-736-736. Snoring, waking up tired, find out if you have sleep apnea, book a home sleep test at Pharmacy Sleep Services. Hey, uh, Sats, you've done so well. Shana Jack is going to join us next on Sports Day. The seven-seat Kia Sorento has just been crowned Car Sales Car of the Year. Back after the break. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Red Energy, for 100% Australian electricity and gas. And Kia's open season. On now with match-winning deals. Welcome back to Sports Day. Now, before we start this next interview, um, I want to give everyone a little bit of a synopsis of of our next special guest, uh, a gold medalist and a world record holder in the 2018 Commonwealth Games. Gold in the pan packs. Fast forward to 2019 and Shana Jack was part of an Australian swim team in Cairns, a swimming camp. Where she was randomly drug tested, like a lot of, lot of athletes are badge. Yep. And um, when she was preparing for the world championships, some weeks later, she was notified that she had a banned substance uh, in her system. Now, the the banned substance was was legandrol. And um, but after appealing to the court of arbitration, after being given a, a four year ban from WADA, the court of arbitration had come back and downgraded that to two years. Now, this is on the back of QC Alan Sullivan declaring Shane was one of the most Credible witnesses he's ever encountered and believe that Shana Jack unknowingly had Legandrol in her system. But the fight continues for Shana and we're, we're very pleased to have uh, Shana on Sports Day with us here tonight. How are you, Shana? Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. I'm, no. I'm good. I'm uh, definitely nervous, but uh, um, feeling good and feeling great that you know everyone's about to hear, I guess, a small aspect of what I've been through for the past 18 months. Yeah, and what you're alluding to there, listeners, is uh, tonight on the ABC Australian story, A Fish Out of Water, which is the uh, a, 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 an expose and an investigative uh, piece into Shana Jack's uh, fight to get back into the pool. Now, Shana, about tonight, are you excited? Are you nervous about the program? Um, I... I personally am nervous in regards to, you know, a lot of the stuff that I spoke about and have had to confront was very, you know, it brought out a lot of emotions that I wasn't particularly ready to deal with. Um, But, you know, I knew it had to be done and I knew it had to be said because, you know, this whole situation now is is bigger than just me. Um, It's now, you know, a situation where a lot of athletes are scared and they don't know what to do and they, you know, don't know who to turn to. So, you know, me coming out and speaking about my situation and, and trying to inform people and educate people on this process to just get people behind us to start standing up for this system and how it's got to change. Um, 
you know, and, and obviously I had to take that first step forward in, in regards to my situation to, yeah, get that support and education and, um, you know, hopefully to make that change because it is a big injustice. Um, I obviously think it's a massive injustice because I know I didn't do anything wrong, but um, I'm, I'm really grateful to have, you know, that support around me that, you know, they do believe me and they do trust me and they and they want to help me get back to swimming. So I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, there's been a lot of support from, from all, uh, all levels of corporate down to the Australian public. Now, I just need to say tonight, Shana, 8 o'clock tonight on ABC Australian Story, I'm looking that forward to it. I'm actually having to turn off Married at First Sight. Yeah. Well, isn't that nice? No, um, <laughs> no, it's definitely something my friends and I have, you know, got organised. I've got, I've got a couple of friends coming over to just, you know, be there for me. Um, you know, my partner will be there, and, and of course, my my gorgeous two dogs will be there by my <laughs> side, giving me that unconditional love. But um, yeah, no, I I really do look forward to it because there's such you know amazing names, you know, like Travis Tigart, um, obviously Kate Campbell, my coach Dean Boxer also comes out and. And we speak about lots of different levels from when it comes to, you know, the system itself, the emotional effects and, and just in regards to like, you know, the human rights of, of wellness and, and, you know, where does the line, you know, stop? Um, and, you know, that's one of the things that I've, you know, had to learn through this process is I did feel quite alone um, during it because it's a very unique situation. Um, but as you said, I, I have had an immense amount of support and, and knowing that people aren't just, there as a as a um emotional support they're also they're actually investing in my situation um you know i was so overwhelmed with joy and and in a way shocked by the amount of support that came from my um gofundme page because i understand a lot of people support me and back me and they believe me and, and they want me to get back to swimming but i i didn't realize how many people were so invested in how this system does need to change and for that to happen i need to get through this process to be able to educate everybody and and make this system right um, because athletes should have those rights you know we should have the ability to stand up for our sport and and stand up for our careers and that's exactly what I'm doing mm. Shana how, how hard and frustrating was it uh, to convince people that you're innocent of knowingly taken taking this banned substance um, it wasn't in regards to I guess how hard it was because you know, I am someone who is quite um, headstrong and, and this whole process I had to keep just telling myself, I know I haven't done anything wrong. I know myself. I know who I am. You know, I am more than just a swimmer, but I know I didn't do anything. So all I had to do was just keeping keeping myself, I guess, sane um, and not listening to the people who didn't know me, who didn't know the situation, who have no education about sport and, and this process itself. And once again, I didn't have much knowledge, but you know, I guess I'm learning firsthand and mm. wanting to share that knowledge with people now to protect future athletes and to, you know, be there for anyone who potentially might have to go through this, you know, system that I believe is uh, flawed. Um, and, yeah, it's one of those things that I had to just stay true to myself and um, and keep focusing on my goals and my aspirations, which was one, you know, getting through this and looking forward to the future of getting back to sport and back to swimming. Um, and knowing that, you know, my fight could still inspire people who, you know, are watching me. And, and that's why I had to continue to, you know, hold myself with grace and just keep fighting um, because, you know, I wanted to stand up for myself and ensure that I had a voice. Yeah. And, and, uh, and as you said, um, 
help other athletes prepare for something like this that could happen to them. How, how often were you tested, consistently tested in leading up to that? And We're tested quite frequently. Um, I personally was tested uh, three times within two months leading into that um, final test. Um, so I was tested frequently and mm. so are many other athletes, which is why, you know, any athlete you speak to will say, I didn't do it because we know, we know Australian athletes can't cheat, let alone they won't cheat. Um, it's one of those things that, you know, we are people who pride ourselves on, on working hard for those things. It's, there's no point, you know, throwing that all away for, something that's going to catch you anyway it's like the system is built to catch people who do intentionally cheat it's just to a point now where it's catching people who unintentionally cheat as well which is why things need to change or at least adapt to allow two different i guess pathways um of you know the amount found in your system should direct you in a certain pathway of how you go through the process yeah um my amount was obviously pharmaceutically relevant so Mm. having no effect on my body I definitely shouldn't have gone down a path that Lance Armstrong had to go down. Um, yeah, and that's just, I guess, my opinion and something that we'll work towards in the future. Now, the t- one of the toughest sports to train for, and yourself now, under the under the uh, the laws at the moment, you're not allowed to train with a registered squad or coach. So how are you staying motivated? What's your training regime looking like at the moment, Shana? Yeah, it was definitely very difficult uh, at the beginning. I I had very little motivation to even get off the couch, which is something I definitely had to, you know, work on. Um, And that's a lot of that education I learned about, you know, mental health and what I had to do for myself to get through it. Um, And it's not even just swimming that I can't do. It's actually all sports that I can't participate in, which was, you know, another roadblock for me because I was going to go join just a netball club to just stay part of a sport, stay part of a community, Um, but I wasn't allowed to do that. So at the moment, I've been grateful enough to um, be an ambassador for the F45 at Malkovat Mansfield, which, you know, has allowed me to train um, with that continuous frequency. So I am training um, nearly every day uh, in the gym and and once again with people who support me and push me in the gym and, and they know my goals and aspirations. So I do constantly have people, you know, pushing me a bit further in the gym and helping me lift a bit heavier just to make sure that I'm getting my mind and my body in the best possible position to return to swimming as well. How's the support been? You mentioned the Campbell sisters earlier on, but how's the support been from, from other swimmers? Um, you know, once <laughs> this process has taught me a lot, um, you know, in regards to athletes and swimmers and, and the people who have always been there for me, you know, that's still there and they are people who still support me, but I've definitely... It's definitely shined a light on those who have who are closer to me and who actually are there for me as a a person outside of sport as well. So um, yeah, as I mentioned, the Campbell sisters have gone above and beyond to make sure that me as a person is okay as well, um, and to obviously help me through this journey. Um, and and several other swimmers in regards to people in my squad. Um, but yeah, it did really shine a light on on you know who really is there for me and who really are my true friends. Um, and I think that's a great lesson to learn. Um, there, there are some great lessons that I have walked away with that people potentially don't learn till they're, you know, much later in life. Um, so, you know, I guess I have learned that now. And um, going back to swimming, I definitely will, you know, I'll be tougher. I'll be stronger. Mm. I will be someone who will stand behind those blocks and know that I have every right to stand behind those blocks 
because I fought to be there. Um, so I do believe I will be a ruthless swimmer. Mm. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, that's just what comes with, you know, going through challenges. You, you become stronger and you have to just keep building yourself up. And, and, of course, on the other side of it is the the amazing support you've had from people that you wouldn't even know and you, through your GoFundMe page. It's, it must have been a massive struggle for you financially. Oh, uh, the financial was probably one of the um, biggest, uh, probably the biggest mentality thing that I had to go through. You know, I was 20 at the time. Um, you know, a lot of any money I had saved was, you know, for aspirations of a house in the future or, um, you know, it's money that my parents had saved up for me during my swimming career. Um, and, you know, to see that constantly going, it was, you know, one month it could be 10 grand gone, the next it could be six. And it got to a point where I could no longer pay it or, you know, I'd get an email saying you owe this much and it would just, it would just be the end of my day. I just mm. couldn't handle or cope with the constant knockbacks. Um, you know, it wasn't just about the process or the system. It was also the financial stress and the burden I had to, um, I didn't have to take it on alone, but I, I wanted to in regards to this is my fight. I didn't want to keep bringing, you know, my family or my partner into it where they had to take those burdens. Um, my family did have to step in in regards to the financials because I could no longer afford it during the first process. Um, and now as we've gotten to the second process and, you know, this whole new court appeal, um, I could no longer pay, let alone my parents and, you know, that's where the GoFundMe page, you know, it was a, it was something that, you know, for me took a lot of bravery because I'm not great at asking other people for help. Mm. Um, and seeing the reaction and the support, honestly, it was so overwhelming. I, I was in tears when I saw how quickly it was going up and, and it enabled me to, you know, continue my fight. And it, it's given me so much more hope knowing that, you know, that support is there, whether I see it physically or not, it's there. Well, Shana, I think we're all behind you I as well. I think they'll get a, a boost tonight too mm, uh, after absolutely. the Australian story episode, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I've Thanks. watched your scenario with great interest, Shana. I think we all have. And tonight, ABC, 8 p.m., Fish Out of Water, the Australian story. I'll be watching uh, with great interest and further watching your, your fights and your plight heading forward. So thanks for joining us on Sports Day, Shayla. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I really appreciate you helping me share my story. Yeah, what a uh, a fantastic young lady, and uh, hopefully she can get all that sorted. See, you sounded like you're a little bit choked up there, Sats, at the end. I think it's 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 a it's an emotional story with with mm. Shana Jack. You know, she's uh, you know, Badge, my company, as you know, what I do away from here. We've been doing a fair bit of work on this matter as well, and and I feel as though that she's got a really good case uh, to put whenever that tribunal may happen. Yes, she doesn't have a date yet, but uh, I um, yeah, I feel for her. Actually, yep. knowing her knowing her history. So, so you can watch that tonight on uh, Australian Story uh, on the ABC. 8 o'clock, fish out of water. This is Sports Day, the Kia Sorento winner of car sales, car of the year. Hey, what do you think about Shana Jack or, or anything else we're talking about? We are sort of talking about great uh, female athletes and there's a there's some great Aussies, isn't there? And Woogie just mentioned uh, Lauren Jackson. Oh, yeah. From the WNBA. And we've got another one here. Susie O'Neill from yes. Dave. One of his favourites for sure. So uh, give us a text. Give us a call on Sports Day. We're going to have a break. Come back. We'll talk more about that hot topic.
You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping Badge and Sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Red Energy. For 100% Australian electricity and gas. And Kia's Open Season. On now with match-winning deals. Now on Sports Day, it's time for our hot topic. For expert car air conditioning service you can rely on, visit repcoservice.com. Talking about a couple of of things tonight on the show. I've got to turn my microphone back on. A little bit rusty tonight. Shana, Jack, what do you think about her uh, her case, her story? Uh, Do you believe her? I certainly do. I think she's. uh, It's all been a uh, an unfortunate incident that's cost her a hell of a lot. A yeah, chunk of her career. Twenty two years of age. We'll miss the mm. Olympics this year. Um, no matter what the uh, what the outcome will be from whenever the tribunal will be. Uh, and in swimming years, you're sort of at your prime at. 22, aren't you? 21, 22. Around so, there uh, Tim from Bathurst, he said, great interview, guys, listening to Shana Jack. I believe her. Can't wait to watch the show tonight. I hope she gets the right decision. So, yeah, I, I agree too. Yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, International Women's Day, we're going to we're celebrating by talking about the greatest female athletes of all time. I'm only sort of thinking Aussies, but there's been plenty others. Um, we've tossed up Dawn Fraser, Shane Gould, Kari Webb. Uh, Got to throw in Ash Barty now, haven't we, Sats? Yeah, world number one. I mean, I know her yeah, career is early. She's but... held on to number one under different circumstances. It was not from playing games. They sort of froze the standings. Yeah, but she might have still been world number one. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't think she's up there with oh, some of the greats. Just yet. I mean, Yvonne Gulagongs and, mm. and those sort of players. Yeah, are, outstanding. Yeah, Betty Cuthbert, three gold medals at the 56 Olympics in the 100, 200 in the relay, then, then came back in 64, not 60, at Tokyo, I won the 400 gold medal. Yeah. Completely different It was different a golden format. era for Australia, yeah. wasn't it, mm. back then? Margaret Court in the tennis. and It's interesting you mentioned Lauren Jackson, uh, Jace. Uh, Jace uh, well, Jace did bring it up, actually, and, and Badge. Because I think for a long time there, I think we we didn't really respect how great Lauren Jackson was because we weren't yeah, seeing so. her in our – our local competitions, which yeah, was overseas. Not, and not and, seeing her play all the time. Yeah, she was rated the best WNBA player for many, many years. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Jason from uh, Helensvale, Martina or Steffi Graf? Got a choice? Yeah, say, well, obviously you can't choose. I say Steffi's bank account too. Yeah, oh, Martina, mm. over all over. How good was she? Yeah. For such a long period of time, so, all right. And if, I guess on that note... Hey, just, got to throw in Serena Williams. Well, I mean, she, yeah. She, she could go past all of them. Even though she hasn't beaten Margaret Court when it comes to Grand Slams. They never played. But in, <laughs> in saying that, um, you know, what she's had to endure coming back after giving birth and pregnant, actually, when she won the Australian Open as yes. well. Badge, one of your favourites is Dawn Fraser. Eight yep. Olympic gold medals. Love Dawny. Uh, 56-60-64, where she won gold medals. Mm. And... Did you realise in 1960 she lost her father to leukaemia, the Olympic year, and then in 64 she was involved in a car crash that took the life of her mother. Oh, okay. Another Olympic year as well. Yeah. Now, she yeah, was an I'm amazing athlete. She was outstanding. Yeah. Now, while we're doing the really serious stuff, high badge and sats, the NRL normally brings out the season guide information handbook. Yeah, we usually get that the as season well before starts. we call games. I haven't seen it in the news agents as yet from Sporty Gav. 
Newcastle. Oh, I reckon that's because Sporty Gav, are you one of those people that just goes to your news agent and reads it every week? Do you know, I reckon. About, and you no. go put it back? Or I think maybe Sporty your news Gav, agent's hiding it from you. I think Sporty Gav would be one of those rugby league enthusiasts that would sit outside the news the news nah. agent the morning that it's going to be released and he would buy it and he would read every page. Yes. Well, apparently my mate who's a news agent reckons it's got to be out by Thursday. So <laughs> it just says it, he normally it would have been here this week. Yep. He's waiting for his delivery. So hey, bad joke. Yeah, you, you, it's not being hidden from you. Danger Gav. from Cairns. I think that Sats is right. Oh, you've already read this out, haven't you? No. Give them, uh, what, the, give them what they want. I was the talking about Warriors. the I'm Warriors. I'm saying give them an origin. Give them the All-Stars game. And the Grand Final. The Maoris versus the uh, Indigenous. You want, you want them to have everything. And give them an, no, the, and the Magic Round as well. I think the next three years of, of uh, uh, the, the non-Queensland or New South Wales origin game is already allocated. Yeah. So they can't have that. Imagine what would have happened if they went home last year. I've got to go. That's true. I've got to go bath the bloody dog again, he says. That's true. All right. Uh, mm. And you can join in anytime you want. 0477-736-736. A Racing Queensland update next. Our Kia Top 7 as well. The Kia Sorento. How good is that? Winner of Car Sales Car of the Year. Back soon. Badge and Sats. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping Badge and Sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Red Energy. For 100% Australian electricity and gas. And Kia's Open Season. On now with match winning deals. On Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this year. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, Chris Nelson is actually away today, so he's uh, left it in the capable hands of me. Uh, Racing in Queensland this week, of course, uh, we raced at Mackay uh, this afternoon to coincide with the uh, Adelaide Cup. Uh, Tomorrow, no racing, but Wednesday, back at Eagle Farm uh, for a big day of racing. Thursday, Townsville. Friday, day racing at Gatton and then the Sunshine Coast on Friday night. And Saturday, big meeting on the Gold Coast, the big jewel meeting uh, with the 500k two-year-old and three-year-old jewel races. The highlights are meetings also at Ipswich and the Twilight meeting at Toowoomba, plus other venues away from southeast Queensland area. Check the Racing Queensland website for more details. And we do round off the back of the week at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. All right, so plenty going on. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week at Eagle Farm, the Gold Coast and the Sunshine Coast, plus everywhere else. Chris Nelson will be back tomorrow night with a Racing Queensland update. Now on Sports Day, the Kia Top 7. Kia's open season continues with match-winning deals. Yeah, the Kia Sorento, winner of car sales, car of the year, and the Kia Top 7, number 7, will badge the Kiwis punished the Aussies in the T20 series. And in the uh, Constellation yeah. Cup, the netball. Yep. They beat us uh, three games to one. So, yep. yeah, we hit back in the T20s, didn't we? It was two all until that final one. Yeah. Um, but they uh, they smashed us, yes. Uh, number six of uh, the Kia Top 7, Aussie Andrew Martin. Uh, he's matched golfing world records. This is amazing. A staggering uh, win in the Players Series in Sydney. Ten under, <laughs> final round 61, it featured a ridiculous four eagles. Four eagles in the final in the last nine holes. That's insane. Four eagles. I haven't yeah. done that for months. 
Uh, Kia top seven number five is still on the golfing theme. Bryson DeChambeau crushed the ball. Listen to this. 370 yards on par five. Arnold Palmer Invitational. And that's where he's headed. Just a little bit wide of it. But this ball appears to be hammered. (laughs) (laughs) That's so far up there. And now... To be honest with you, it's in the right rough and with the whole cut front right. And no one's having more fun, Gary, than DeChambeau. He had to go over water. So it, was, it, was a, it looped around to the left, a dog leg left. He went over the water and went to the furthest part of the of the fairway. It was an amazing shot. What I mm. loved about it, he's actually celebrating while the ball's still in the air. He didn't even know it was going to clear the you know, water. You know, that's yards in me. It's only 340 metres. <laughs> It's not that far. <laughs> How good is it? What are you just saying? How good is it to have the, the crowds back yeah. at the golf? Sounded yeah. fantastic. Uh, number four, the Hectic Cheese, Brandon Smith, uh, Melbourne Storm star. Was, uh, he, was, he was asked about um, the players and uh, it was, was you know, Cameron Munster not being fit, maybe being overweight. Uh, have a listen. Uh, Cam Munster also said that he's been told to shed some weight. Is, is that a message to all the group because the game might be faster this year? No, I think it's just because Cameron Russ is fat. <laughs> I don't think it's got anything to do with the game. I think it's just uh, Cameron's looking a bit porky at the moment. You don't want him to He's change. refreshing. Do you? Yeah. Number three, Manchester United. Well, they've beaten Manchester City's run of 21 straight yeah. wins. No draws. 21 straight wins this morning with a 2-0 win. But here is Anthony Martial in red. He has tumbled. It's a penalty in 33 seconds. It's Bruno Fernandes. United lead on City territory in no time at all. Here's Shaw. Rashford. And Luke Shaw. 2-0 United. Red bolt against the Blues. Promptly at the start of the first half. Promptly at the start of the second. And from an entirely improbable source, Manchester United, two to the good. Wow. I, I, that would have been um, a huge game at any time. Well, they've gone from a dollar one now, Manchester City, to a dollar three oh, to win the EPL. Get your money yeah. on them. Um, yeah. So, man, you're not United, yeah, that would have been huge. And Old Trafford, I'm assuming it was at Old Trafford. I'm not sure about that. Uh, number two in the Kia Top 7, the Waratahs lost again. Mm. Uh, they were actually... They were thirteen nil up at one stage. They lost to the Western Force, the mighty Western Force, <laughs> twenty to sixteen. Is, is Rob Penny's the coach? Is his job safe? I don't like the messages he's sending mm. after these losses. So yeah, I think his days are numbered. Yeah. yeah, rounding out the Kia Top Seven, number one, the Aussie, another golfing theme. Jason Day finds his ball not in the hole in a bird's nest at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Now it's a ball right in a bird's nest. Send the caddy up there. You gotta go climbing for it. See that ball right there? That now zoom in really close. That's it. Thanks, mate. Wow. A little help from modern technology. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you're just unlucky. The seven seat Kia Sorrento has just been crowned car sales. Car of the year. Get in and check one out. This is Sports Day for the Kia Sorrento. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back.
Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.